0: Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. So this uh, this week... Um we're going to have a partial continuation of a previous discussion and an expansion, and there's going to be a movie quote thrown in <laughs> we're going to be all over the place, I think. So, um, <laughs> all right. I just got back from, I just got back from a day at Disney at Disney. So I'm a little exhausted, maybe a little delirious. So we're going to see where this goes. <laughs> um, so for construction specialties, we had talked previously about, uh, the fact that I, I, I tend to want to solve things and I tend to want to build things. Um, yeah. And, and is building the right thing for me? Is that is that what I should be doing? Build versus buy? Um, or should I? And your in yep. your role, right? Yes. So so my role is to run the company. Um, to running the company does not allow me a lot of, um bandwidth to build yeah. so we we, we we talked a little bit about build versus buy well i think i've run into something to where my answer again is build 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 um is there a buy 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 answer maybe yeah um but we're gonna we're gonna find out why buy is not a good answer here in about 60 seconds um so companies doing fine Um, we're rolling along end of every month. I pull the financials for the previous month. Um, I try not to, I'll, I'll, I'll keep a loose eye on the finances during the month, but I try not to pay too much attention to them daily, weekly things like that, because I don't want to be reacting to something that, um, is, is just, a uh, a particular something having a particular week. I don't want to make changes to what we're doing just because of one yeah. thing. Um, Short, small, we, yeah, it's a small sample size. Thing, exactly. Right. Ex- exactly. So it's not that I don't care about the finances, more that I want to make sure I'm making the right decisions. So I try only look at the d- deeply look at the finances um, once a month. Um, and we we we're doing fine. We you know, revenue's fine. But what's happened is the last two months we've been losing money, which is a new thing over the last six. Before that, we we'd be making profit every yeah. month. Um, into into January came, we lost money in January. Okay, not great. But again, I tr- I try not to react too quickly. I looked at what was. What was behind that? And I saw that for one particular client, we had a decline in revenue um, that was commiserate with our, our loss in profit. Um, so I was like, okay, I think I understand what's going on there. We lost some, we, we we we're not processing any orders from this client. This is a client that has told me in the past that they're being pushed by their upper management to cut down on yeah. cost. So there are no surprises here. Um, it, it happened. I'm like, okay, that's a problem. It's a problem. It's not a surprise. Um, so we, we've got to fix that by finding new clients, um, by finding um, ways to increase the revenue with that client or with, or with existing clients. Um, so I, I, I looked at him like, okay, January, you know, that looks fine. Um, I kind of have an idea what I want to do. So, we continue on, and sure enough, end of February comes boom. I look at it again, same problem. Almost same exact yeah. problem. Losing money, that same client's down, um, and, and, and now I've got a pattern. It's a small pattern, but it's a pattern. Um, and we can't keep losing money. <laughs> yeah, It's not the way uh, companies work. So, um, So now I start to dig deeper. And what I'm finding is the number, the amount of work we're getting is the same. Okay. So let me, let me pause this whole, I'm going to, I'm going to dramatically pause this for Hmm. a second. I want to level set the conversation we're having. Right. So we're talking about business problems here. I'm going to get to in about five minutes why this is a, development problem as okay. well, because we're going to tie it all back to I've got to build in order to solve my problems. So, um, pressing play again, uh, we're getting the same amount of work orders from that client that we have for the past 18 months. So now my head's going, whoa, wait a minute. I thought I had a handle on this problem. I thought this problem was we were getting less work, um, and I'm like, we're getting the same amount of work, but we're getting less revenue. So the immediate answer is, well, you're getting less revenue per per item, um, which happens um, can can happen, I should say, because it, it, these are these are different scoped pieces of work. So now I've got a problem, and I, I look deeper into it and what it is is we're down 35% in how much each work item is worth to us mm-hmm. from that client. So we're down 35% in the value of each work item. We're down, uh, we're down probably about 20% in the number of items we've closed and invoiced. Um, that amount. So all of a sudden, again, it it, it seems like it's apparent what my problem is. The solution is all of a sudden a lot harder to figure out. Um, So the reason this comes back to build is we've got our our data um, in different places. So this particular client has their own work order management system. and and I can pull, I can I can export reports from it. There are no API, no public APIs that they let me have access to. I've asked, and they said we're too small for it. Um, so I don't have APIs to work with. I can export report, I can export um, tables from from their system, but I cannot manipulate what those tables show. So. The one piece of information that's missing for me is the amount each work item is worth to us. Yeah. So now I have to go manually do that. I have to tell tell somebody, hey, for the last four hundred work items we have, go through the system, click into each one, pull out that worth, and enter it into a spreadsheet or you scrape it or whatever. That's answer number two. Or I scrape it. I've already written the scraper for this thing for for this particular system, so now I'm just going to modify it slightly, and you know I should be able to to pull it pull that information out. So um, that's not going to be an issue, and that's that's where we we're getting into the build answer, right? Um, is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend time building a scraper um, so that I can get that information.
1: Because really, you're the only person uh, on earth
0: that can. <laughs> Right a scraper. <laughs> okay. So 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 yes. So this is this is the build versus buy as far as I do it myself or I hire someone to do it. Yeah. Except that we just talked about the fact that the company's lost money the last two months. So I am even I am even less likely to go spend money, even though you spend money to make money. We do that all the time. Yeah. I'm less likely to spend the money when I have a, a, ver, a very particular set of skills that allows me to do this. And there's, there's your movie quote from, from Liam Neeson and take But By. Okay. So um, I
1: knew you, you told me earlier, you're going to use this quote. So my, my, re- yeah, my reply is there were three dang taken movies. <laughs> and my answer to Liam Neeson is, hey, man, of your special skills of a particular nature, which make up for three sequels or two sequ- a, a big movie and two sequels, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So your skill set yeah. is great, except that maybe you should just keep the guard of the hen house better and you don't have to worry about the taken part. that's that's just you know now the other thing going on getting away from the movie quote jokes yeah 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 the question is small sample size you are being reactionary a little in the in the sense that you're telling me i'm more likely to hire out work when i'm making money than when i'm actually needing the work to be done like, I guess the art. What I'm saying is, is it a smart business practice to decide to invest in a in tools simply based on well, we're flush with cash this month?
0: No, uh, and, and and you're you're right. Here's the here's the additional point, um, or, or an additional point. Let's say I didn't have that that set of skills. Okay. Let's say I couldn't write a scraper. Yeah. But I knew that it it was possible. Okay. So we'll go there because imagining that I didn't know it was possible means we're having a completely different discussion. But let's say I know it's possible. So I, I, I can hire somebody. But my option is also I can build it myself at the expense of my time doing something else to benefit the company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a trade off, but right now the daily management of those individual work orders lies on two other, two other people. Um, They, they handle the day-to-day management of all those work items. It is my job to, keep the business going, figure out, you know, sell more business, that sort of thing. Um, I can't sit here and say that if I spend the next two days writing a scraper, and I don't think it'll take that long, but hey, developers aren't great at estimates, so it could. Um, If I spend the next two days writing the scraper and getting that information, so that I can provide myself more data to to understand with. There's nothing that I had already planned to do the next two days that is important to the to the running of the company. Um, right now, my my job is to oversee what they do. I can continue to oversee what they're doing. But right now, my number one concern is, the direction we're heading financially and figuring out why that happens. And if I write my own tools, then I can sit here and I can write it, get the data and then tweak it to fit whatever else I need. Okay. So then let me counter, I mean, this whole episode is going to
1: be me telling you you're wrong, but I, I'm, but I, but I, I, I know, don't, what else I don't, yeah, wrong? but I don't know that I am, um, or that I don't know that you're wrong. Um, But my, I guess the devil's advocate part is, you're telling me that you can, the the best solution in your mind is to have more data, to figure out the reason for the losses. And my, I guess, based on, like, if you looked at the, you have the data in your hand right now, right? Like, you've downloaded this stuff, and you've seen, like, side by side, why are jobs that you're doing for this particular client? Why is the income lower? It's the
0: same work, right? Well, that's part of the question too. So, he, without diving too deep into the guts of why this what this business is about, I'll, I'll explain just a little. I'm not sure it helps, but I'll try. Um, the data I'm looking at as far as us receiving 35% less of the value right now is off our invoice data. So I have the invoice data. I have what we what we submit, what we sent to the company to get paid yeah. on. Okay? I've got that. What I don't have is each individual work item has a not-to-exceed value. Mm. And I'd like to go get that not to exceed value and figure out the average over the past six, over each of the last six months and see if that's gone down. And then that's going to tell me something here has changed. Okay, as far as either they've lowered the limits on what we can make or they're sending us different types of work that don't make as much money because to go you know, um, change a door handle does not earn as much for us as going and replacing a wall. Yeah. So, so having that not to exceed average will give me quickly, give me insight into has that changed? And if so, then I need to go one more level deeper and figure out why. And then that, that is a more actionable discussion. Then I can be calling the regional managers for that company, going, "Hey, I've noticed this. Is this intentional on y'all's part, or is something else going on that we're not quite aware of?" And and these the these regional managers are we, we have a good um, relationship. So this is there are some that just wouldn't answer that question. These particular people would. Um, now,
1: based on what you're saying. You could choose another tactic here to go with Liam Neeson and Schindler's list. You could just keep running at a loss and and just feel good about it and win an Oscar at the end.
0: I could, I could that, that, that feels like a Pyrrhic victory (laughs) because then at the end I don't have a company um, and, and I don't want to do that. So, and, and, and really the, the, the point the, the the initial point was building this little scraper that'll get me one more piece of data. Yeah. That'll help me answer. And and to me, that's not a horrible investment, right? It's gonna take a couple of days. It's not gonna distract me from the running of the company. To me, that feels like that's okay. Okay. So then let me the the the, the next step is the problematic one. So I'll let you talk
1: first. Well, the, the next question I have before you get into the next your next point is my question is as an outsider are you procrastinating on parts of your role that could like, let's say you outsource this scraping project to someone. Yep. Yep. Are you, cause yeah, we know you can do it. That's how we met was you scraping data and stuff for me on a project. So yep. my real question is, for every hour of the person you outsource it to, would is are there tasks related to the business? And I'm thinking more along the lines of sales and networking, because you just went to a conference, yep. a sales conference for yep. a reason. Are you procrastinating on what you don't like to do more that is more valuable to the company fair.
0: over the long term? Fair. Fair. Um it's a fair question because I don't like sales. <laughs> um but this is based on input I've received from a salesperson in the industry. It's a slow-moving industry. Um, there's, I have continued to have the conversations with the people I met at the conference. Um, nothing's come out of it, but based on the advice I'm getting, I shouldn't necessarily expect anything immediately. This is a relationship business that takes time to build. Um, so as long as I continue to check in with them every couple of weeks and say, Hey, just checking in, have, have y'all found a a piece of work that you could use us for things like that. There's nothing more for me to do there. Um, again, Based on advice I'm getting, uh, is that the right advice? It's somebody who's been in the industry for a while, so it's, it's better than what I'm going to come up with off the top of my head, probably. Okay, but it was a fair question because yeah. I, I absolutely would procrastinate. <laughs> if I find anything <laughs> to do to, to as we've as we've discussed as far as chasms goes, because my my role on chasms is to try and reach out to the industry and figure out if there's a need here, yeah, um and I've done that a couple of times, but I, I could be doing it more. you um, need a product and, you
1: and need a product that work that's more uh, accessible for that, so that's on me to some extent
0: yeah, well yeah, we can beat each other. we can beat ourselves up and <laughs> each other all we want
1: but um, and I, but the I also just to clarify. If I was in your shoes, I'd be procrastinating on sales too. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to be telling me to do sales, so I could do that more. So yeah, yeah, I get that part. I'm yeah. So so, uh, out of empathy, um, I don't know. Out of sympathy for your position, I know why what you're
0: procrastinating on, and therefore I'm loading my questions when I know the answer. For sure. So so the, the next the next phase, uh, and let, let's say I go and I, I write this scraper and, and I get my data, whether it solves the problem or not, it's almost immaterial to the next phase. Um, the next big phase I see in my head is, and we've talked about this briefly before, so I'll, I'll recap, but I'm going to fly through it. Um, I've written a Zapier flow that allows us to take in new work and it populates a Google spreadsheet and it populates Trello um, and it sends an email with that new work. Mm -hmm. So right now I've got data in two places. Okay. I've got that Google spreadsheet and I've got uh, Trello. I've also got the client's work order management system and I've got QuickBooks, which is where all our, financials are so invoices things like that and the workflow goes that once it hits Trello we do all of the status updating in Trello um all the way through received payment for the invoice yeah okay but Trello it Trello's great for what it does but if you want data out of it it's not um Oh, yeah. I don't have a great place to go and say, okay, give me all the work orders I did for that client in January. Uh, It it would take me a while to write something to hit Trello's API to pull all that information out because it's just not structured that way in Trello.
1: So there are Trello people that sit on top of Trello to do data analysis. I don't know who they are yeah. but I know there are firms. Honestly, I was, this is you know kind of interesting that you're bringing this up because in the CTO um in a CTO group that I am a part of a discussion has been up about kanban and project management and how kanban is much more of a prioritization tool and not an analytical tool. So the analytics are hard yeah. or difficult around it. So yeah. yeah, I've, this is something very recent. I've also talked, I've heard other people talk about.
0: Very true. So what, where I'm, where I'm, where the, the next phase is, is I moved us from, uh, you know, email in, in Google, in, in Gmail and, and Slack and things like that. I've, I signed us up for the Microsoft for business plan and in that Microsoft for business plan, you get the whole suite, which includes SharePoint, Power BI, all those stuff that do all those things we're talking about. So And and workflow tools as well. Mm -hmm. So I can take everything that I'm doing in Zapier, in Google Sheets, in Trello, and I can move that all to Microsoft, to where all of a sudden, all that data that's coming in, all those updates that are coming in, are now actionable data that I can work with. That's the phase, is moving from outside Microsoft into inside of Microsoft. That's not a short Transition, yeah, and that's where if you were to say, "Is that really where your time belongs?" I'm gonna be like, "But it looks like it's fun." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, i i I think we're all capable of of this, and I think we're all um, not all of us, but a lot of us are are victim to this, where we see something new that we don't necessarily know, and we start digging, and it's like this is something that I feel I can do. So let me dig into it more. So the the whole weekend I've been reading on the SharePoint framework and, you know, how you organize data within SharePoint and and all that. Is that the right use of my time? I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, if you
1: were, if you were a sales oriented, you'd be giving short thrift to bookkeeping or to operations. If you're technical, you give short thrift to sales and bookkeeping. If you're good at if you're great at bookkeeping, you probably just don't want to talk. You don't like to talk to people if you if you (laughs) if you really love bookkeeping, you're an introvert and you can't talk to a human soul because they just they're not organized, you know. So, like each strength you have, your human nature is to procrastinate on some things and focus on others. And so, salespeople I know attorneys that that I've know have met and known are not they they're disorganized on certain things doctors are horrible at investing um their money they don't want to put that much research into it because they spend their time researching other things you know there's all these different gaps we leave based on our personalities and skill sets so right it's what you have to do is find out you have to ask yourself what should I be doing for the business is it going back to the higher, like for you, you have three scenarios that most people in your shoes don't have in a role, in a situation like this, you can buy and you can manage those buyers more efficiently. Right. Cause you could hire someone to do this work and kind of know if they're bullshitting you, if they're... Right taking too long if the quality is crap. Why? Because you have run projects, you, you've, you've coded this stuff before. So that's one advantage. Two, you can, you can buy it just straight up from another firm, like a an existing product. You can analyze those firms better, their products better than a lot of people in your shoes. Cause you can, you know, right. software and then you can build it yourself. So you've got, You've got a an enhanced buy ability, an enhanced um, build ability, in the sense that you could hire it out and have it built for you better than other software folks, or you could build it yourself and probably do it better than any other COO CEO could do. And those are your three options. Which the one you're not choosing, still to me seems like it's a matter of your time. Again, like to me, the factor right. is when it went, in the past, when I've hired people, especially when I was stubborn about hiring and working with other people as a contractor, the amount of, the amount of time I realized I was, cause I guess when I get into code, I black out the rest of the world. I don't think about other things as much. My wife, my wife, who's learning how to code, has been on this podcast. Suddenly, she's not eating meals on a regular basis. Learning how (laughs) how to code, she's letting things. She's like, I, I get sucked into focusing on this stuff, and then I forget to do the other things. I'm like, oh, so those times when you're like asking me, did I get up to use the restroom? Have I drank any water? have i had any food for the last 6 hours now you get it why i was acting <laughs> i was acting like an idiot i'm like no i'm just wasting away here and it's it's really it's about that focus is that right. for me at least i i switch gear it's one thing to switch gears on friday i did like six different phone calls and i was I felt like I was nailing the phone calls pretty well in terms of what I need to talk to people about, but I got no code done that day. And if I had, if I had done code, I've gone in from a coding session straight into a phone call and I just walk in like, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I don't really know what I'm talking about. So to me, there's the other question that you have to think about of when I do the when I focus on this code. Am I still a good manager? Am I working with people the same? If I run into a bug, am I more irritable? Yeah. Am I, am I a worse manager when I focus on task oriented coding development things? That's,
0: can you answer that question? Well, probably not honestly. Yeah. probably Not honestly. Or, or if, if honestly, then maybe not correctly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it, it's a fair question, but then that we could, we could get all sorts of off the rails there and say, I am who I am. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and I, I approach problems a very particular way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, it's certainly, it's certainly something I, I, I wanted to, to, to flesh out and 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 have you tell me I'm wrong on, um, because it is something I'm trying to figure out in my head. Right, um, I'm not in panic mode. Yeah, um, because the, I, I look back at the last 18 months, and certainly we've had months, especially even consecutive months, where we've lost money. So I'm not in panic mode. Um, our accounts receivable? Are head of our accounts payable? That's good news. Um, but I've got to figure out this profit problem. Other good news. Other clients are up in revenue. They're up in profit. So, yes, I've got one client. It happens to be our largest. I've got one client declining. But I always knew that that was eventually going to be a problem. That when one client is, you know, two thirds of your business, you have a vulnerability. Yeah. Um, guess what? The vulnerability's here. So solve it. And <clears throat> and the good news is, a lot of our stuff is, um, oh, the term's escaping me, but a lot of our not fixed costs; they're the variable yeah. costs. So we, we we've got a certain. We we have a core group of employees, and then a lot of the work we get done is done by non-employees. So if I have to, I can shift some of that non-employee work to employee work, cut down on my variable cost, and be in better shape. Um, we also we also picked up health insurance this year as a company. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that right there is an increased cost that would show up in the last two months. So that's it, it's it's all part of it. But when I see that my revenues declined, you know, fifty percent from my largest client, I know where probably my biggest problem is. It's not my only problem, but my biggest problem. Okay. So so
1: <clears throat> what if. I don't know the capabilities of everyone in your team, but there, so I'm going to, I'm going to go down a path of call. It's called an investment. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea is when you have people that work with you and you do task yourself, you are still responsible for the maintenance in the software world. You don't build stuff. Yep. You build things and you got to maintain them. So, you're, you go ahead and you build this scraping thing. And of course, the, an API, an interface is an API for scrapers just the same. It's not RESTful. It's yep. not GraphQL, but it's an API. And so they're going to change things on their design and then it's going to break your scraping. And there's only one person at the firm that can do it. And that's you. So what if there was someone on the staff? That you could teach how to build a scraper. Because you're talking about right now, shifting yeah. revenue, shifting people around and jobs around. Instead of being as efficient as you could be with a scraper, what if you took the time to train someone else on your staff how they could build scrapers?
0: And so. I think I'd, yeah, I think I'd be in better shape just, just with the, the makeup of the staff. I'd be in better shape getting a part-time developer if I was going to go down that route. Um, I, I think I'd be in better shape doing it myself, and if the maintenance was necessary, bringing somebody in part-time to do the maintenance. Um, just, again, with the skill set of of who I have on the staff, that's just it. it th- there would be significant investment in teaching my operations people how to code, and that just, to me, doesn't feel right. Um, okay. Now, what I will say is if I get everything moved into the Microsoft world, including, you know, a good chunk of it in Microsoft SharePoint and Microsoft Flow, there are things I can do to teach my operations folks, hey, if you want SharePoint to do a particular thing for it, here's how you can change what it does. Um or you want the, the workflow to add one more step, here's where you can change that. So there are places where I can do that, but the scraping is such a one-off that that just doesn't feel the right the right one to do it. But your, your question now, now, the
1: other thing, and I'm going to bring in a Liam Neeson reference. You <laughs> could run into a situation where you train a protege, and then they turn on you, <laughs> and I'm talking about- Batman begins Ra's al Ghul training Bruce Wayne to be the <laughs> Batman and then Batman screws everything up for
0: him. So I thought you were going Star Wars because didn't he do the same thing in Star Wars? Uh, sort of. I mean, he took, well, he took a protege that
1: um, he took a protege that he was already pretty warned about. Like that kid was kind of the devil. They're like, that kid's Got some wrong, bad stuff about him. And the script is bad. Don't do any of this stuff. And he still did it. He took the kid to the races, gambled on him. Like he did all the whole movie is full of really bad choices. And I don't think that you, I don't think anything that we're talking about has such glaring in your face. Like, dude, don't do any of this stuff. Don't take kids gambling to the tracks. Don't train them to be the next level Jedi. We know they've got the devil in them and stuff and all this kind of crap. He does so so my
0: decisions do not have galactic consequences as well. I don't believe
1: so. But you could train a multi-billionaire to do your scraping and have him turn on you. That that much I could see. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, so you've got you, you analyze your team and you have said Based on the skill sets of the team, it's inefficient to train anyone on the team to do this particular thing. I get it. Um, to me, it's about the it, it, for definitely. I would say if you if you were to say to me, if, if let's say I'm the CEO, I'm your boss, and so you told me, yep, Randy, I'm COO, and I'm going to, I need to see, I need to get this data. And I, I feel like when I, if I give these numbers in front of me, um, I can at least go back to this one client and we can figure out why they're sending us less profitable work and sending the profitable stuff to someone else. In theory, and right, if you were to say it would take you a day or two to do the numbers, and I, as a CEO, have not told you sales is your priority. Don, quit, you know, quit doing the fun stuff, then I don't see a big problem with two days to do, to wrangle the data. If you told me I'm going to take two weeks to build a reporting dashboard that gives me numbers, because God knows that reporting dashboards are the most <clears throat> profitable consulting project that makes no money for any comp- client on earth, then I'd have, ai start being like, for sure uh let's talk about what you're focused on we because <laughs> uh, there's a million companies out there that have bought have chart spent millions of dollars on executive dashboards that at the end of the day don't help the executive with anything and <clears throat> in this case you've identified through samples i'm seeing a trend here i really need to be able to give numbers to this company And if I can get the, if you can get the data fast, cool. Just what I, I guess what I would say is a smart, smart financial people. I know smart companies. I know, um, there's a company in a startup in Chicago that is a multi-million dollar company and they got recently bought by another one. And I know that their financial strategy was driven. All of their numbers and decision-making was driven through Google sheets. Sure. Because at the very beginning, they're like, we need just the data. We just need to do it as fast as we can. And they just started funneling data through Google Sheets. And then they started doing exports out of it and calculations out of it. And they gave their management team, they gave MBAs Google Sheet data as their tools. And it got them to where they got purchased. They did an exit. And I'm like, that's great. That's genius. Now, I know people... On the on the development side, they're like uh, that was a nightmare to to maintain. It got to be we of we got we over we were it hit its scaling point. But I'm like I don't know the the VCs don't care. So it's always right. a matter of how much are you going to spend time doing it? Are you willing to? Are you willing as the COO to have a cutoff point where you say I have got the data I need and. I'm not going to do more than I need to. And if I really need this data that I've proven of value and I want to start tracking it to make sure we don't get two months behind again, you're going to hire a dev to say, all right, I know exactly the data I need. I actually have a prototype for you now go and make this a formal process. That's maintainable. And then I can actually start to go and and grab some other data from our other clients and kind of put it all together. I like, I don't mind, like I wouldn't mind as a CEO, if you say I'm going to spend two days to build a prototype. Yeah. But beyond beyond that, I'm starting to wonder what else are you avoiding doing in your role as CEO for my
0: firm? Yeah. So that, that's fair. And and that's, like I said, that's that next phase that feels big um, that, that I probably need to think harder on whether that's where my time belongs. Yeah. So I, 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 we're, I'm sure we're going to hear about it in, again in the future. Um, I'm sure there's going to be another problem I have to solve that I'm going to solve want to solve programmatically. But it, as far as my focus, I think my focus right now is figuring out this problem. So what, am I doing the development to avoid doing actual hard thinking about the problem? I don't think so. Um, I think I'm trying to get one more piece of data. Now I get that one more piece of data and that doesn't solve my problem. Am I going to say, Oh no, I need this piece of data now and just keep kicking the can. Yeah. Um, No guarantees. So, but no, this was, uh, this was, this was what, what's been consuming me this weekend. it's funny, uh, Justin Jackson, um, who, uh, who founder of, of Transistor, which we're, or this podcast is, is hosted on, um, has a weekly uh, newsletter he puts out. And the, the latest one was about um, not all products make good businesses. So this, this, again, to summarize, was about product people are good at identifying problems, identifying solutions, where they fail, it sometimes is they'll go problem solution yeah. profit. Um, they don't they don't take that step to go problem solution. Wait a minute, make sure there's there's a business here. So it 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 kind of felt it's it's the same type of mindset I'm going through right now, which is problem solution. Is this where I need to be spending my time? It's the same thing. Um, so I, I I found it very interesting that that happened to be the newsletter that popped into my inbox uh, this hmm. week. Well, I, I'm looking. I can't find any good reference
1: to Love Actually with Liam Neeson. I can't find any <laughs> good connection with, let's see, the A Team. I mean, although Hannibal always like he loved it when a plan came together. So maybe exactly. that's what you're trying to do. You don't exactly have the team in place which kind of like screws everything up until the end where they basically MacGyvered a lot of stuff that maybe this is maybe a team with Liam Neeson as Hannibal is what we're looking for because think about it. They created, there was an episode of a team I still vividly remember where they use cabbages as kind of like cannonballs out of the back of, Yep. I mean, you, <laughs> you know this episode too. So like they did, they did just enough to solve the problem for whatever they were saving, probably like a family that was, the mob was trying to kidnap kidnap or something, another taken type of deal. But using that kind of, they they hacked a a solution. You're not going to use cabbage cannons for everything, but it got that job done. The plan came together. They never did a sequel.
0: So maybe that didn't really pan out like they hoped, but, like, yeah, but they're always they're always on the run from the military, so they, it didn't really solve their long term problem. Yeah, only their short term. True. So, <laughs> so I think we've killed the Liam Neeson uh, references in this episode. Um, was there anything else to to jump on for? For uh, <clears throat> did you have anything to throw out no, there this
1: week? Oh no, not for me. Um, I <laughs> mean, I. Because right now I'm still kind of finding my way. Am I, 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 I'm, I've been hacking on view again, thanks to David Rogers of the last episode, (laughs) I'm really starting to look at view again because I want to outsource more of the work. Like if we are, we're, you and I have been talking about chasms again as a product. Um, right. and I've been, I dealt, I did a lot of, like at, when, whenever I have less time on a job or, um, project, my goal to feel productive is to keep learning. I was fill any hours that I don't have designated for something with learning. Now that might be detrimental to the networking side, but I've tried to, be, I've been doing a lot of networking calls too. So I've been focused. I started doing a lot of react Going back into React, the hooks thing actually kind of hooked me. Um, and I started liking what React's doing there. But then when we talked to David, he really brought up a lot of points that I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I liked Vue before. So I started looking at Vue again, and Vue had the View Mastery folks. We had um, the what's the Greg Polygon. Yeah. And they had a free weekend. So I dove in and started watching their videos and I was like, oh yes, I really like that. So I'm, I've been kind of looking at Vue and started. And, and the other thing that I've hated about my front end development is that I just haven't had the test story that I've had for rails and the backend. And I'm like, I really want to be able to start testing again because I, really feel good about my code when I've got tests in place. And so now I've been focused on, um, learning view, learning how to get testing involved. The, the view CLI three is just amazing. Um, it's, it's Ooh. really, really strong. It's like Vue is truly doing, they got the best of what Ember had, which is the Ember CLI they've got a better, in my mind, they've got a better story for the, the state management. They've got a better story for less, less of the bike shedding about just like David was saying, you don't make as many decisions because you just kind of go with their conventions, which is what I loved about the rail right. side. What I dislike about right. the JavaScript side is the same reason I don't use Sinatra in the Ruby world, which is build your own server from with a little bit of help, but then you can do it any, which way you want. And I'm like, I don't want to do it any, which way I want. I just want to solve the problem. I want to have the best practices that all these people working on it have kind of said, do this. And unless, unless it's really inefficient, I'm going to just do this. Cause my job is to build this product so that I can actually give you something to sell. And We've got stuff, we've got actual plumbing working. We just need a front-end tool that kind of does some of the things that we can't get slack to do on some of the pieces. So so the long story short, I've been looking at Vue again, doing some training the last couple days. I've actually been getting ready to start coding on something for Chasms which usually means once I decide to like, Oh, I'm going to start building our own product again, then all of a sudden I get job
0: opportunities and stuff. And. And that'll work just fine. (laughs) Yeah, that'll, that'll
1: be fine. I mean, I've been working. It's just more of the started to like slow down and all of a sudden the potential opportunities have started to increase. So we'll just see where it goes. But, um, that's where I've been. And, I I would think that if you were going to give me a hard time about my focus, you'd probably say, Shouldn't you be looking for a gig harder than you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) And the the answer is probably, but views more fun. (laughs) So that's all I can say.
0: And it makes you more marketable, right? In in theory. that's That's the story you can tell yourself. In
1: theory, like what I found hard. Is that I have the skills, but I also have the, what's the best way to put it? CTOs don't necessarily want to hire me because I know them. Like, I guess I don't, I'm not a really good, just do whatever you tell me to do person. Right. Not that I sit there and push back on everything. It's just more of, I can do their job too because I, I mean, that's just my experience. And so right. it's not, I'm not as, if you, if you have a problem you need to solve and you just need someone to do it because you've got a hundred others, then yeah, I'm great to hire. But if you are like, I'm trying to hire a senior dev for the long term, who I don't need to manage anything. I just need you to code. Well, no. Cause I've, I'm, I'm trying to make money off of both my management and software skills. So right right now I'm not a terrific candidate for roles that are just, just be a coder. Um, But I, for all I know in a month, I'll be like, I don't know how to manage anything. Just give me code to work for money. And I could be in that scenario. But so far I have been fine um, coding and kind of thinking through, higher level business problems as
0: well we'll just have to see where it goes but yeah yeah and 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 i i think you i think you've nailed the problem um and you just have to decide if that's if that's what you want to do yeah and that is perfectly okay to be to to have the opinion you have so um you've got to decide when to change but to the point if you need to
1: (laughs) to the point i was making earlier is there someone on your team that could do this instead I do have a project that I know I could do in a certain window of time, but instead I'm going to give it to my wife and father-in-law at a very reduced rate for themselves to do it and learn based on, and I'll be the advisor. And so I don't know many people that do that to their wife and father-in-law. It's probably very, very (laughs) risky, but they basically I'm trapped in Kansas city And so really, they own me more than I would own them. And they could learn, they'll learn a lot from it. It's not a very hard thing. It's it's about a website that is very inefficient with how it was originally built. And we need to make it, you know, we need to go through um, uh, like uh, Chrome DevTools and do an audit and find out what are all the reasons why this is loading slow and then go back and optimize it. And I've done this a million times but for them to do it would be 10 times better and so we're going to basically bill it based on if i did it fast and then let they're going to take three times longer but then they'll learn all these things that i've learned over the years and that's the long-term idea to approach it on the dev side so yeah makes sense and then for who, we'll see does the does the project work do i still get Invited to Thanksgiving. Those are the two big questions that will come out of this project.
0: (laughs) I think you have a bigger problem than just uh, because you're involving your wife. You have a bigger problem than will you get invited to Thanksgiving? Yeah, she doesn't eat. Now, problem. (laughs) The biggest problem is that now neither of us make dinner
1: because we're both trying to do code and we're starving at around nine p.m. and we're like, (laughs) whose responsibility is this now? Because we're both trying to code and
0: do work. So. Well, I'm going to tell you whose responsibility it is right now. It's mine. So go yeah. get something to eat, <laughs> <laughs> um, and drag Megan along with you. Yes, and uh, and we'll 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 uh, we'll end it here. So thanks, thanks for uh, helping me talk this out. Um, I think we've decided that I'm just going to for now just build out this tool. Two days, um, two days, scraper. two days. I have two days to do it. When we get um, back, I think I think it'll be done in one. But go okay. ahead. Two, it, two weeks from now, we're going to come back and ask,
1: what happened? And if you yeah. say you spent a week on this, I'm going to be like, it, it'll be one of those things. It's a hindsight thing, right? Like, it took longer than you thought. Was it worth it? What else did you not do? And so we'll just see where it went.
0: Yeah, completely fair. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you soon. Later. Thanks for listening to This Old App. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.